0: live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio and the George Washington Broadcast Center Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty Armstrong and Getty And now
1: he is Armstrong and Getty
0: live from
1: Studio C C, si, señor comes an extra zesty live
2: that was very good. Is one of your better.
1: I feel like I'm overcompensating for my despondent attitude by trying oh no. harder to sound happy and energetic, maybe. Wow. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey everyone, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Lindsey Graham, healer in chief. Lindsey Graham's our general manager? Weird. Yeah, 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 I almost went with the Texas power grid. That's kind of a big story. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm the a the Polar
3: Vortex. The Polar Vortex. Is that what they're oh, that's calling? Pretty
1: the, good too. Is that what they're calling the storm?
3: Uh yeah, I've heard that being blamed, yeah.
1: Wall Street Journal editorial board. Bad energy policy led to blackouts in Texas. I've been
2: Da-da-da-da. trying to comprehend that entire deal, it would probably take a lifetime study and a college degree I lack. Well, I, d- um, I,
1: I haven't, so let me ask the most basic questions, and I'll bet you can answer them then. I, 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 I will answer them. Whether I answer them correctly or not remains to be seen. Yeah, it's talk radio. I don't know if you've noticed, but people say it's, all kinds of things. It's a good point. Um. So it seems to me, as a Californian where the electricity goes out all the time in regular weather... Regular Regular weather.
2: Are you calling an eight-mile-per-hour wind regular weather?
1: (laughs) Regular weather in that it's windy. It's real windy, but it's that windy all the time. It's that windy many days a year. So it's not uncommon weather. And they have to turn off the electricity for it. Uh, Or forgot, what was it, too hot or something like that? They had to turn off the electricity. But not like extraordinarily hot. Not once in 100 years hot. What's going on in Texas is like once in 100 years bad weather. And so, like... Without looking into the power grid, it just seems to me you give a pass to electricity going off if you got a once in a century sort of storm versus it's just regular weather. I think this
2: is why the show works. We are two men, each with half a brain, but each <laughs> each of our half brains more or less matches the other one. You arrived more or less where I did. There are there are certainly challenges uh, to the Texas power grid. There are infrastructure issues, but if you have a a once-in-a-century cataclysm, it would be unreasonable to expect that your infrastructure was ready for it. Actually,
3: as a taxpayer,
2: I would complain about that. Exactly. I mean, where did that money come from? What what suffered from the lack of funding as you built up uh, your infrastructure for a once-in-a-century cataclysm? And, and listen, I, I don't mean to make light of the, the people who died or, or anything like that. It's a terrible thing. It's tragedy, obviously. But we in the modern United States have this expect- expectation that we will live forever and we will live forever comfortably and that nothing bad should ever happen. And if it does, we get to sue somebody. And I just don't think that's realistic.
1: Now, if that's what happened, then, uh, then, I, then I give a pass. Now, if it is uh, as has happened in other states, where they just got way too excited about green energy and it doesn't work the way they had been selling it. Well, then, you know, you got to take a look at that.
3: From my understanding, Texas is like less than 10% green energy. It is, uh, it is,
2: however, one of the national leaders in green energy, but it's, it's complicated. They get energy through a variety of different ways. There was some, uh, you know, every time you deregulate energy, somebody figures out how to game the system. The infamous Enron incident and then the rolling blackouts and Gray Davis recall in California years ago. Uh, and Texas has a bit of that. On the other hand, unlike Cal Unicornia, as Jack was pointing out, it wasn't a mildly windy day.
1: It was a once-in-a-century cataclysm. Our former farrier slash falconer moved to, to Texas a couple of years ago. Same dude, slapped shoes on horses and unleashed the uh, predatory birds. A farrier shoes horses. He shooed our horse banjo for several years before he moved to Texas. He also uh-huh. became a falconer, huh. partially because speaking of state governments, Is that on the
3: same business card or the state,
1: different- the state of California mandates a certain number of falconers to deal with the environment okay and so he went out and got his falconer license and got hired by the state and was a government employee and got everything that comes with being a government employee for doing i don't know what (laughs) as a falconer but anyway my horse's shoes are very my my horse's feet are naked and i got
2: pigeons crapping on my windows who do i call (laughs) who do i call
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyway he'd moved to texas and uh, my wife saw on Facebook that he and his wife and their two little babies were living in a place with no electricity, and it was 10 degrees outside. Great, Scott. And there not a place with electricity within hundreds of miles. Like, Oof. not a hotel you could go to or anything. Like We heard from yesterday, a listener is like, couldn't find a hotel with electricity either. So where do you go to where you're not just actually in danger of freezing to death? Your car? You just sit in your car and let the heater run? I
2: saw a number of folks on the news that were doing exactly that. I would be tempted to have a wood stove in the corner. It's a charming, like, decoration 99.8% of the time
3: and have some wood handy in case you you need it. If you do the car maneuver, make sure you crack the garage door or something because there are stories of people who haven't been doing that and it's sitting in your garage with your car running.
1: Don't it? Doesn't everybody know that? I'm not sure how much you can help folks like that. I mean, it's sad. It's a common way for people to kill themselves on purpose, though, is to park yes. their car in the garage with the door down. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: and every time there's something
2: like this, somebody lights a like a uh, a barbecue grill in their house and dies of the carbon monoxide. Mm. It's sad, but I I, hmm. I I don't know if you can
1: prep somebody like that to avoid an untimely end. So, to my despondent thing. Uh, I would say I I have grown very weary of partisan politics. I just I have so little interest in the uh, right versus left R versus D game. I just I know it drives a lot of social media. I just think it's as pointless as it's ever been. But anyway, I do care a lot about policy stuff. And uh, a story out yesterday about money that's going to schools under the guise of getting them open and getting the kids back into school that is so freaking maddening. And such an indication of the failure of our uh, our current system, it just really took the wind out of me last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk about that later. It's just it's just very disappointing. I'm n- I'm not sure our government actually works anymore. I listened to a long podcast yesterday about how Congress. What's wrong with Congress? Congress has completely abandoned their constitutional role. They are the lead. Um, what do you call the three? Parts branch of the yeah they are the lead branch of government they're supposed to be the superior branch the exactly. government starts yep. with mm-hmm. congress they they there are not co-equal branches they are the most powerful branch only congress can remove people from the executive branch or the the supreme court the other branches can't do that to congress congress is the most powerful branch everything's supposed to start and end with them and they have completely abandoned everything to the courts and to the executive branch and because mm-hmm. of that nothing works nothing right Well, and part of that, uh, part of the
2: abandonment of the, uh, you know, the the responsibility of of governing to the executive branch is that the government's grown so incredibly large and complex. How can Congress write a law that will uh, completely administer, for instance, or, or, or chart out the administration of the Department of Defense? How could you write that law? You can't. Um, and, and, and it used to be okay saying, all right, and then we empower the Department of Defense to make such decisions as are necessary. But now all the departments are so incredibly vast and complex and permanent, they, they are their own Congress. And I don't know if there's fixing this or if it will collapse of its own weight at some point and evolve into something
1: different. I, I do not know. Uh, that's a very good question. There's a lot of talk on that podcast about how and we we mentioned this last week on how incoming Congresspeople and probably for good reason see their role as getting on TV or on those committees and saying something that gets a lot of attention. They have mm-hmm. more public relations people and PR people than they have the sort of staffers that would help you write law and and, and deal with what your job is supposed to be. It's all about you, can you become a media star that says things that everybody talks about in Twitter today? Right, and and thereby get reelected, so you can route money to your
2: cronies as opposed to the other side getting elected and routing money to their cronies. And we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars. Uh, 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 folks, uh, Sean, perhaps you could get Mr. Armstrong a cup of coffee, uh, nice and strong, maybe put a little whiskey in it, and, and we'll just shout uh, Republicans good, Democrats bad <laughs> for the rest of the show because that is... You know, that's the style these
3: days. Mm. That'll solve things.
1: <laughs> anyway, the, 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 the school money thing is really maddening. Wait till you hear it. Well, We'll do that later. You know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. Ah. And that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, part of the team, Michelangelo. Hard. this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm also disgusted with our government as far as the vaccine rollout, not being able to get the yeah. shots into people's arms. What do you think about
1: this? I know people are motivated by money. We're still way better in Europe, by the way. But back to you, Michael. What if we gave hospitals and, and you know doctors or whatever... Um, a free Togo's
3: gift card.
0: No, I mean... Wait a
3: minute. For every vaccine. <laughs> Correct. That's for a every, fine sandwich.
0: <laughs> for every vaccine, you know, you get $100 or whatever. Uh, an incentive so that they want to find as many people as
2: possible and, you know, s- stab them in the arm. Or how about if you fire them if they
3: don't? I don't... F- uh, you're you're a carrot guy. I enjoy the feel of a nice heavy stick. <laughs> I'm skeptical that the bottleneck is at the doctor level of... Uh... No distribution. No, no, absolutely not. And by the way, Michael, you got to insist that Jack calls
1: you the technical director.
0: Oh, I promoted right. you. That's right. <laughs> it's low self esteem. You know, I just, I just kind of uh-huh. accept it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I,
1: I, you're I the TD, not the BO. Okay, I gotta remember exactly. that. Okay. Yeah. Better initials, yeah. better title. Yeah, exactly. No, like All the it. way around better. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
3: Doing quite well. Uh, I, I, have been really enjoying this, uh, this season of, uh, professional basketball. And, and it's largely in part to a side effect of the COVID era that I was not anticipating. Because of their, uh, the, the protocols and the way that they're testing, oftentimes, uh, players test positive mere minutes before a game which uh sometimes has left teams scrambling to st- to construct a full roster so you have like these uh, teams playing with the minimum number of players, eight people, and you get weird things like uh, a player who I had not heard of forty-eight hours ago, uh, an Argentinian guy named Facundo Capazo. Cool name. It's careful now. the, <laughs> hit the <dumb> button. <laughs> Stepping in, at all five foot ten of this Argentinian uh, Tasmanian devil, uh, he shows up on the court and he's just he's doing all sorts of crazy stuff. How <laughs> did nobody know about this guy before? And it took people getting sick and testing positive and getting hurt, and it, it, it's weird and interesting seeing the yeah. end of uh, the professional basketball bench and sometimes they come in and do great things it's neat interesting just a point of clarification is that that
1: league that's funding the marxist
2: organization
1: <laughs> they're dead to me you would have to prepare in a different way as a as a back bencher where there was like zero chance you're going to get in the game to where you got to be ready every night i don't even have my sneakers on. <laughs> yeah wait a minute you want me to, to to play in the game In an nba game <laughs> i'll be damned uh, i'm do i have time Armstrong. to call my mom <laughs> what was his I'm... name again a uh, Fecundo Compasso. There you go. Ask for him by name. I'm Jack Armstrong. Uh, I'd, I'd like it extra spicy, please. <laughs> He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, February 17th, the year 2021. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's tip off today's discussions precisely now. According to FCC
2: rules and regulations, here we go at Mark.
0: We need student loan forgiveness beyond the potential $10,000 your administration has proposed. We need at least a $50,000 minimum. What will you do to make that happen?
3: I will not make that happen.
1: Oh, wait a minute! What the hell, were they talking about? Wait a minute! That well, was that was some tough talk from we'll the ha- old we'll, geezer. We'll have to get into that later because we're running late on time. How does mailbag look? Outstanding, my friend. Fantastic! Yeah, there's a lot of numbers to get into today. Would you like uh, crushed pepper on your componzo? No, <laughs> yes
2: please. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes please.
1: Uh, text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
0: getty
1: show texas mayor resigns after calling residents lazy amid power outages (laughs) it's a fantastic rant rant he went on on facebook it's just hilarious but now he had to quit um and i feel like um, among important things like i've got this uh very angering situation with the money that's going out to schools for them to reopen uh, but somebody needs to explain the gorilla glue girl just because I see it every day now for over a week, and I don't want to take the time to even read a paragraph, so somebody will have to tell me what it is
2: later. Excellent. later. We'll look forward to that, mm-hmm. plus what uh, McConnell said about Trump, what Trump said back to McConnell. We'll just lay it out for you. So you know, people are making lots of references to it and characterizing it. I-, I would prefer to just let you hear the words. There you go. And you can figure it out for yourself. Hmm. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the great Frederick Douglass. Again, we recommend you read Tim Sandifer's brilliant Frederick Douglass, Self-Made Man. Here's what the great man said. I prefer to be true to myself, even at the hazard of incurring the ridicule of others, rather than to be false and incur my own abhorrence. Oh, boy, you hate your own abhorrence. I heard that. Thank you, Frederick
1: I think most people, or a lot of people, are able to twist their psyches around whatever bad thing they do and justify it, though. They yeah, don't I have wish to deal with any abhorrence. Yeah. Uh, here's a nice note from, uh, what's the, well, I cut off the name somehow. Idiot!
2: Uh, as a Hispanic, I honestly never use Latinx, and whenever I hear someone say it, they usually aren't Latino, and I'm tired of it. Spanish is a language where nouns are gendered. We call ourselves Latino. I grew up surrounded by Latinos. There was never once a problem
1: with the gender of the
2: word. In fact, it's just a a, a Shut
1: quirk. up, brown person, and let white college girls tell you what you're supposed to refer to yourself as. Fair enough. Good counter-argument there. It's one of the
2: quirks of language that some at some point hundreds of years ago, somebody described the different sorts of, of words as gendered. It's just a coincidence. It's not male and female. They just use that as a way to describe this sort and that sort. It is as idiotic as as a discussion can be. You cannot escape gendered nouns when speaking the language they Please write. So why are do we... not
1: use All gendered right. language to to address everyone? <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, breathless Bill, what' not you lighten
2: the hell up? <laughs> I. I don't feel the inclusivity. As a Latino, I've only heard white people tell me that it's rude to call Latinos Latinos and that I should lose use Latinx in order to be inclusive.
1: That's unbelievable.
2: I hear hear that. How about Kellen from San Diego? Just wanted to say your show has kept me informed, entertained, and engaged this year. My parents have been listeners for almost 20 years. Ah. I'm proud to say I've picked up the torch. I kind of am happy about that. You're old. Live with it. As a guy in his 20s currently earning his teaching credential, it's refreshing to hear the counter-narrative to the constantly pounded social justice warrior dogma of the higher education system. Keep up the good work. We all need it. Uh, Signing off, SGGACD. Someone get Gavin a cough drop.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: we got some good stuff about something they're teaching in a New York public school about the eight different kinds of whiteness. We'll get to later. I might be able to beat you with what they're teaching at a Philadelphia
2: public school. Stay with us. Uh, guys, it's Beijing, not Beijing. Jing, like jingle bells. I guess you can't hear me yelling at the radio every time you say it. That's Jeff in Pacific Grove. So it's Beijing, and he's angry whenever anybody, which is everybody, says Beijing. All right. Well, I'm very um, sorry. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be saying Beijing still. It's a habit. So
1: sorry, Oh, Jeff. Geez, all that stuff we teased on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Yeti Show. In Los Angeles,
1: elementary schools are now allowed to open thanks to improving COVID numbers, though it's not clear how many will decide to do that. And in San Francisco, today, the Unified School District postponed scheduled talks on reopening plans despite an ongoing lawsuit by the city attorney's office. Instead, the board discussed its plans to rename schools it believes represent white supremacy, such as Abraham Lincoln and George Washington.
2: Holy cow. Instead of talking about opening the schools, they're still on that garbage. That's unreal. That is unreal. Um, you got to get your kids out of that district. What are you th- what are you thinking? They're your children. You know what? You know if you can. With all due respect to your career, your lifestyle, your favorite restaurant, your view, serve your children. Serve your family. Get the hell out of Crazyville. Get the hell
1: out of Crazyville. There's my notes. So here's the story about the schools that I heard last night that made me so angry. Um, we already know the story because we talked about it last week. That it's not really money that's holding back the schools from opening up. That's a uh, that's a, a red herring. That's a just that's just trying to get more money. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, There are all kinds of private schools that are opening up with uh, much smaller budgets than the public schools. So the money thing is not an issue anyway. But anyway, you add to that the fact that uh, the schools have already gotten an extra 60 some billion dollars of which they've only spent a tiny amount of it. And now the Biden administration is going to send more money to the schools. 128 billion dollars. That's extra. That's going to go to the schools this year. Only six of it is scheduled to be spent this year. This is a CBO report, by the way. This is the Congressional Budget Office. That $128 billion for schools, six is slotted for this year. The other $100 billion is going to be spread out over the next seven years. Just absolutely a naked cash grab. 100 billion dollars spread out over the next 7 years. It's just well, in 6 years they're going to need to work on the uh, the covid equipment, right? And hand sanitizer? No, it's totally unrelated to covid. Obviously it has not even not even trying at this point to try to even pretend that it's related to covid and why your kid is not in school. These people, and I can't believe as a nation, we're allowing this to happen. That's why I'm so depressed about this. It's just something doesn't work. Either our government doesn't work, or as a populace, we're just not capable of forcing our government to work. Because we can force our government to do things in a republic if we get active enough, if we care enough. But the fact that kids aren't going to school, one of the most basic things. I mean, it's just one step above feeding kids, for crying out loud. Not put them in school just so you can get another 100 billion dollars 5 years from now and right. you and you stay home and pretend it's because it's too scary it's just awful i mean it is one of the greatest failures of policy of society just you know it's just to say government is not big enough maybe it's a failure of society it's one of the biggest failures of society of my adult life it's incredible uh-
2: I think America's monochromatic media is a serious contributor to the problem. The fact that we have virtual, virtual unanimity in the media and they will not challenge the status quo if the status quo is their side. And, and to, as you point out, I mean, it's hard to picture a more devastating and tragic outcome. Then, then the depression and the anxiety and the suicides and the tragic falling behind in education particularly particularly and I'm talking to you liberal media among poor kids among uh, minority kids w- what does it take for you to fight through your ideology and
1: call evildoers on evil doing what would it take sickening oh it is sickening oh my god and where and so the schools are already bloated everybody knows that I mean there's 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 enough money washing around. It's just going to add more layers of bureaucracy and crap over the next however many years with that hundred billion dollars. How many good things can you come up with, whatever your politics are, that you could do with a hundred billion dollars? It's just going to be wasted, and it's got nothing to do with kids getting back in school. Right. And
2: final note, at least for me, is that private schools, tens of thousands of private schools, in fact, uh, private parochial schools, charter schools that absolutely surround the districts that are still closed are functioning, they're functioning perfectly, and they get a smaller amount of money per student than the public schools. It's excuses. It's a cash grab. Don't put up with
1: it. If you hear anything about that CBO report in the you know 24-hour period that it's even possible to be a story, I'll be surprised, other than me just saying it. It's just not the sort of thing the media is interested in at all. Um, you know, it's, it's not a Trump said this, Pelosi said that story. So just nobody cares. God damn it. takes a little
0: spleen. It's
1: it's too complicated. It's maddening. So maddening. I got, I got to know just because every day I come across several stories about gorilla glue hair girl. Oh, right, 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 right. Sean, this is your wheelhouse.
3: What the hell? Um, (laughs) <laughs> so what what this was, was memes. You're doing talking about the meme economy. Several weeks back a uh a someone on social media, not necessarily a well known person, uh was doing kind of a hair thing. Um and, uh, her hair product is normally called, it's, uh, something, it's like hair glue. It has some sort of, it has glue in the title, but it's for hair. It's essentially just a really strong hair, pl- hair, hairspray, particularly, okay. it seems, for, for black people. They, uh, the different hair requirements than, than, than me. Let's make the length of this uh, explanation
2: commensurate with the importance yes. of the topic. Yes. Yes.
3: Uh, her hair glue ran out in a moment of not thinking clearly. She grabbed the the next closest thing that she had in her house, which was gorilla glue. So she sprayed her hair with this gorilla gr- glue spray, which, which turned, is an excellent glue, by the way. Which I turned, use it all the time. And, and multiple days of washing and nothing. And then she did a video where she was literally knocking on her head. <laughs> the, the glue was still. It was there. It was not removed. Um, okay. And uh, then, what's the GoFundMe page for? Because that's that's the meme economy. Yeah, uh, to raise money to do what for her? She needed plastic surgery to get it done. Oh, I, really? I, she actually had to get surgery? Oh, yeah, yeah. This was, Did yeah. she, like, try to rip it off and, and hurt herself or what? No, no, no. She was trying to wash it off, and it was just, it was, uh, she didn't try to any self, she didn't hurt herself trying to remove it, but yeah. it became very obvious that it was beyond over-the-counter remedies uh, for what she needed to do, I believe even an L.A. plastic surgeon donated the the thing. So now the GoFundMe is just because right. he had to something. get it off her skin. I get, yeah, it. yeah, okay. All right,
2: well, that's an unfortunate incident. Okay, America's youth. This is why adult <laughs> supervision is so important. Complete change of topic, if I might. This a is a change of topic. You say from the teenagers gluing their head. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, This is a really good piece in Substack by Noah Smith about the U.S. vaccine rollout, which uh, technical director Michelangelo referenced earlier. And he starts out uh, fairly obviously. The U.S. vaccine rollout is not going fast enough. Currently about 1.7 million shots are being put into arms per day at that rate. It will take eight months to vaccinate the 75% of us that we're looking for for the uh, the herd uh, immunity with a two-dose vaccine not nearly fast enough, is more transmissible and anti-resistant, uh, antibody-resistant virus strains are spreading fast, blah, blah, blah. So it's not going fast enough. But, he writes, that said, it's time to acknowledge the fact that few people seem to be acknowledging the U.S. vaccine rollout for all its faults is ahead of almost every country in the entire world. Yeah, I just read about Europe last night. They're but like half what we are. Yeah, they've messed up in a couple of notable ways. They really drove a hard bargain on price, and they were all negotiating as the EU... On price,
1: and so they got a pretty good deal, but they did not get the congratulations uh, sh- on your good deal, then. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because we've got about 11% of the population, uh, got the shots so far, I think, and Europe is at four. The EU is at four percent. Right, right. We are
2: behind uh a handful of countries israel the seychelles the uae um and the uk but we're in second place among big countries just behind the uk um and we're actually doing pretty well by global terms it reminds me of the the absolutely moronic discussion of this is the most racist country on earth yeah except every other one on earth we're struggling with it we're dealing with it but we're dealing with it openly uh, Israel, the clear global winner. We should definitely study their amazing vaccination campaign. NOAA rights and institutions that made it possible.
1: Um, you can drive but, to every person in the country in an hour, though.
2: Right, right. that's got to oh, yeah. make a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he he mentions that the U.S. vaccine industry, our manufacturing might, the rest of it continues to lead the world, and we are cranking out vaccines uh, at a uh, at a faster rate. One of the reasons Canada, America's hat, has fallen far behind its neighbor to the south is it ordered lots of doses from European factories that have struggled to meet production quotas. I don't know why that is. I would like to say it's because of their socialist uh, unions and the rest of it, but I don't know that. Um
1: Listen to this. Japan, may the lose out system, on... I'm guessing, I'm guessing the metric problem. system is holding, it's a idiotic. The, right, holding a lot
2: of these countries back. Oh, all those tens. It's dizzying. Uh, Japan may lose <laughs> out on millions of doses because it doesn't have enough of a specialized syringe. What?
1: How can that be? Exactly.
2: Uh, as for China, the reasons why it hasn't come close to meeting its vaccination goals are as yet unclear, but it appears to be also having supply chain issues. That's interesting because they'll put you in a gulag if you don't do your job. How uh, come we're chairman not she the demands.
1: vaccine out here in Japan? And we don't have the right kind of syringe. Oh, okay. What? Well, what can we get it? You need to commit Harry Carey.
2: So in short, we have the best vaccine technology and uh, notably, and I don't know uh, Noah's act that well, but he gives absolutely kind of left handed, but full credit to the Trump administration for Operation Warp Speed. It was an enormous success. The, the final stage, getting arms jabbed, a uh, little rocky uh but in terms of producing the vaccine and and
1: distributing it uh the the initial
2: distribution went really well
1: i read a lot, long article in the wall street journal last night maybe i'll get to later about the race between the uh, the variants and the vaccine and it uh, a lot of the 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 european countries are falling behind the the new like the british variant and the south african variant have overtaken already the original covid in those countries Mm. Um and uh you know that's gonna happen in the United States they think next month in March. The to dem- quote Borat, speaking of the international scene.
2: Not good. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh it's still still somewhat up in the air how well the vaccines work on the uh on the uh the new uh variants. What's on Friday we did what's the difference between a variant, a strain, and a mutation? That's well, very sorry, exciting. So, that. Oh yeah, that was really good with charts and an
3: overhead. I think one
1: has to come from a specific region of France. We had an, yes, exactly. We had an overhead film projector. It was really good stuff.
3: We all learned so, a lot.
1: Coming up in a moment or two, perhaps I can go back to the podcast and learn, learn
2: myself <laughs> up on that. Uh, coming up, uh, Mitch McConnell gave a tongue lashing to Trump. Uh, Trump gave a brow beating to uh, Mitch. And Lindsey Graham is trying to bring them tongues and brows together and everybody get along in the Republican Party, not fall apart. I declare. So we'll have that for you next.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: We'll get to the Texas mayor who has resigned after calling his constituents lazy amid the freezing weather. It's kind of a funny uh, rant he went on. Uh, Question, uh, Mr. Chairman, Uh, are they lazy? They might be. Mm. And Joe's got some quotes we're about to hear from Lady G, I guess, huh? Pardon me? Lady Graham. what? Have you followed that uh little story? Lady,
2: lady, lady. No, Mr. President.
1: What? That's, you, you can't call him that. Oh, I can't. Jen Psaki did. What? The president's spokesman did. Lady, Gra- I missed this. Yeah. I, well, you missed it because when you get you get to do this sort of thing, if you're on the left, I guess, Jen Psaki uh, slammed, but just barely, because you haven't even heard this story. This was a couple of weeks ago for a homophobic tweet about Senator Lindsey Graham. She had tweeted out last year. Uh, only in 2020 does Lady G get to push a bunch of debunked conspiracy theories. And another Holy tweet where g- she refers to him as Lady Graham. That's just pure on calling him, uh, rhymes with bag. And I mean, Pat- that's pure on gay, gay bashing. Absolutely. Can you imagine if a Republican did that? Oh my God. And it God. just came and went as a story barely even noticed a couple weeks ago.
2: You know it uh, folks, we're as frustrated as you are. It is unbelievable to live in a world that is so uh, unbalanced. I, I tell you what it, it, I think it is, and I know we're supposed to talk about something else, but I can't help myself. I think it is a testament to the common sense strength of a lot of conservative ideas that they
1: survive in spite of being outnumbered a hundred to one in the media. If we had referred to Barney Frank as Lady Frank, people would have come for our jobs. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. I can't even imagine the poo storm that would have resulted. All right, let's see if we can squeeze this in. I don't want to take all day on it anyway. I became frustrated as I was getting ready for the show today because newscasters and journalists keep characterizing what Mitch McConnell said about Donald Trump in the Senate and in the editorial in the Wall Street Journal, and then they're characterizing the statement Trump put out yesterday, which was scathing. Stay tuned. But here are some of the things McConnell said on the floor of the Senate. He, he's talked about the mob that attacked the Capitol. They did this because they've been fed wild falsehoods by the most powerful man on earth. Because he was angry, he lost an election. President Trump's actions that preceded the riot were a disgraceful, disgraceful dereliction of duty. He said there is no question, none, that Mr. Trump is practically and morally responsible provo- for provoking the events of the day. No question about it. The leader of the free world cannot spend weeks thundering that shadowy forces are stealing our country, then feign surprise when people believe him and do reckless things. Sadly, many politicians sometimes make overheated comments or use metaphors. We saw that unhinged listeners might take literally, but this was different. This was an intensifying crescendo of conspiracy theories by an outgoing president who seemed determined to either overturn the voters' decision or else torture institutions on the way out. Then he explained that he didn't think the impeachment process included people who were already out of office. That's scathing stuff. It is strongly, strongly worded. Uh, Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States. The Republican Party can never again be respected or strong with political leaders like Senator Mitch McConnell at its helm. McConnell's dedication to business as usual, status quo policies, together with his lack of political insight, wisdom, skill, and personality, has rapidly driven him from majority leader to minority leader, and it will only get worse. And he mentions uh, it's good for the Democrats. He mentions that he got a ton of votes, that he saved a bunch of Senate seats and endorsed a lot of people, including McConnell. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. He will never n- do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. Where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again and our policy of America first. We want brilliant, strong, thoughtful, and compassionate leaders.
1: He is unsmiling. Uh, yes, I, uh, I've i been called, uh, where's that list again? I'm not again? positive Mitch McConnell has teeth. Dour, sun,
2: and, uh, dour, sullen, and unsmiling. That's uh, not complimentary. All right, so, uh, I think I'm supposed to declare one of them a hero and one of them a villain at this point. I think they both made reasonable points in some ways. Uh, and uh, if that's a bad talk radio, so be it. Uh, on the other hand, Lindsey Graham is sitting here looking at this, listening to this, and looking at the polls and thinking, Uh, We're in serious trouble if we don't heal these wounds. So uh, let's go ahead. Give me 33 real quick, Sean. Here's Lindsey.
0: Why do people like President Trump so much in the Republican Party? He was a damn good president. Uh, He rebuilt the military. He brought order to chaos at the border. He cut our taxes. He put ISIS destroyed the caliphate, put Iran in a box, and put three great Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court and hundreds of conservative judges throughout the federal judiciary. Oh, and like a kindly old uncle, or Jen Psaki
2: would say aunt, he stepped between the two fighting uh, boys and hit
0: us with 34. But I want you to know this. Mitch McConnell McConnell was indispensable to Donald Trump's success. Mitch McConnell got the tax cut through, a massive tax cut, with a two vote uh, Republican majority. Mitch McConnell is much to credit for Amy Cummie Barrett as any single person. Mitch McConnell working with Donald Trump did a hell of a job. And then finally, 35. I'm more worried about 2022 than I've ever been. I don't want to eat our own. President Trump is the most consequential Republican in the party. If Mitch McConnell doesn't understand that, he's missing a lot. But my beef is not with Mitch McConnell because he has the same policy views I do. My beef is that we need to knock this off. Kevin McCarthy is the leader of the House Republicans. He's taken different approach to uh, President Trump. I would advise Senator McConnell to do that as to President Trump.
1: Interesting. So he feels like without the Trump crowd, they're going to get wiped out. Yeah, I think he's right.
2: You at least have to recognize the accomplishments. Although this is a moment in time, immediately post-impeachment, I think everybody will calm down. I hope.
0: Armstrong and Getty.